SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, I did say at the top of the show that we have a new feature that we are trying out and we want to talk about medical matters in sport. We can't always look at the fixtures and the results and the drama. There's just so much more that, that goes with with sport. And tonight we just want to understand from the medical personnel um, how do things work there. And we are joined in studio by a physio, physiotherapist in Tlantlantlovu who works with UJ, also works with Bafana Bafana, but he'll tell us more about himself. Uh, good evening, Tlantlant. Uh, thank you for joining us in studio tonight on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso, and thank you for having me, and good evening to the SAFM listeners. Uh, I will let you tell us about yourself. For those who are not aware who you are, just give us a bit of background, where you're from, and uh, how you got into in, into physiotherapy. Uh, Tabiso, I'm born and bred from Nelspreet, Kanyamazane, and I, I studied... Uh, physiotherapy in uh, at Medunsa, uh, now known as Sifako Mahatu. Uh, mm. <coughs> uh, I qualified uh, at Medunsa in 1997 and started working in private practice. Uh, <coughs> while working in private practice, I always had the passion uh, of sports. Mm. So. I've always been looking for an opportunity to have a breakthrough into sports until I got a breakthrough in 2010 where I started uh, to assist at SAFA and then I also started to assist at SASCOG uh, being part of Team South Africa. Mm. Uh, I traveled with uh, SASCOG uh, to a number of games, including Commonwealth Games in 2011, Olympic Games in 2012, and uh, countless uh, Zone 6 games, and a number of uh, all, all, Africa. All, all Africa games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Saskok uh, deals with those yes. uh, those games, yeah. And in SAFA, uh, then I started working with the junior teams, uh, working with under 17, under 20, under 23, until uh, uh, I was invited by coach Sheikh Mashaba when he was appointed the coach of Bafana Bafana mm. in, in 2014. Mm. So I've been with Bafana Bafana since 2014 uh, up to today. And then Were I, you with us in Sudan? Yes. That first game? Yes, I was there. Okay, okay, that three nil. Okay, yes. Now I think I remember that now. Yes, go ahead. You were giving us background. Yes, yes. And then in 2018, I was uh, invited uh, to join UJ, uh, the high performance program, by the director Sisnomsa uh, Matlang, and then I was appointed full time as the head of the physio unit at UJ in mm. 2019. So I'm heading the physio unit uh, of UJ uh, as we speak. Wonderful. And um, 
talking about physiotherapy being a physiotherapist that's actually what i wanted to do when i was in school to become a physiotherapist <laughs> so i could travel with the teams that's the only reason i wanted to do it but medicine science said not so fast uh, so yeah i had to go into ge- into journalism but i did pass medicine science in metric just to put it out there but it wasn't that great and what as a physiotherapist then what does your role what does your job entail what do you what do you what do you do exactly uh, in in sports physio, uh, basically we, we we do the injury management uh, of the athletes or players. Uh, we also do a bit of rehabilitation, although that there's a bit of grey line between us and the biokineticist, who are usually doing you know the the rehabilitation after the injury has been resolved. Mm. So <coughs> we look into the injury management, preparing the, the players to be able to come back to play. Uh, we also do the touchline uh, management in a game, sitting mm. in, in the bench. That is in football, uh, because in rugby, you're not sitting in the bench. Mm-hmm. You're running with the game on the, on the touchline. <laughs> touch <line. laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, to, and, and tonight you've... We did ask you to pick a topic for us to discuss, and you've chosen athlete conditioning and overloading. Um, in layman terms, what will, will we be talking about here? Uh, athlete conditioning and overloading, uh, basically it's the preparation of the athletes or players uh, so that they are fit to be able to play uh, without sustaining uh, injuries. Mm. So the conditioning coaches uh, are the ones who prepares the players who needs to understand the level uh, of fitness of players because in a team you'll find that certain players are at different levels so you need to manage Mm -hmm. uh, how you load them (coughs) so that we are able to prevent injuries so basically that is the gist of uh, our topic because uh, as you have said recently we we had a couple of incidences where we mm. find that it said that we have players uh, who are having uh, muscle injuries be- be- most of the time you have these muscle injuries because uh, either of the lack of uh, conditioning improper conditioning or if there's overloading in terms of training uh, program then you get uh, these common uh, muscle injuries so that is why we, we said no let's start by looking into issue that is uh, affecting most of our teams because you find that there's a lot of teams some unfortunately maybe we might not know mm-hmm. that they are having same problems mm-hmm. so by discussing this uh, topic we'll be helping and teaching uh, most of uh, our sports people, starting from managers, coaches, uh, conditioning coaches, uh, coaches, and even the players themselves, so that they understand uh, what is needed for them to be able uh, to prevent injuries. Mm. And you mentioned that overloading was the big buzz, was the big word, um, with the Sundowns co-coaches not happy with how their players were being treated at Bafana Bafana. And since you're part of Bafana Bafana, uh, without getting to too much of it how does it work are you obliged to send info to the clubs when you're in the national camp or have wrapped up the national camp about their players uh 
that is part of the communication between the national team and uh, the teams, mm-hmm. and it, it is standard. We, we we share, you know, all uh, the communication, starting from the injuries, giving a report, and even the, the training uh, statistics, the conditioning coach will share after the games. So that, that one is a standard uh, communication. So do you share it with the medical personnel of the team or with the coaches? As medical people, we, we, we communicate with uh, the medical staff of mm. the team. <clears throat> if there's an issue about a player that involves medical issues, uh, the doctor of the team will communicate uh, with the doctor of the national team, uh, vice versa. If the player is, is coming with an injury into the national team, the doctor will communicate with the doctor of the national team, will also send or is supposed to send a report to the doctor of the national team. So both ways, when the team, the national team is finished, going back, the players are supposed to get a report to report uh, the injuries. Okay, we are talking to Ntlantlan Jovu. He's a physio. We're talking about medical matters. Works at UJ, also works with Bafana Bafana. So you are now part of that UJ team that won Varsity Cup? Most definitely. And I'm sure you're going to attribute that to <laughs> the great work you've done in making sure that they heal from their injuries. Only if the coaches were here, they will <laughs> tell you. Because uh, the teamwork that mm. we had, the understanding that we had with the coaches mm. uh, to try and ar- avoid you know, this overloading and all that. So <clears throat> behind the scene, we'll be having those discussions with the coaches to try and you know balance the load uh, being in a tournament so if you have that good relationship with the coaches when you advise and try to show them mm. uh, it, it yields good results because in that tournament then definitely you'll have less injuries special injuries that will come out of uh, overloading Okay, well done, coaches Carabo and Coach Tando there. Great work. And we're going to get back into the injuries, but I would also like to welcome Dr. Tulani Nguenya, who suffers chief medical officer. We also speak to him when there's Kosafa. Kosafa always calls on him to be the head of medical matters there. Doc, good evening. Thank you for also joining our conversation tonight on SAFM. Good evening, Tadiso. Good evening to Mr. Mapanga. Um, good evening to all your listeners, and thank you for having me. Thank you. Where do you know this man from, Doc? How how did you guys meet? <laughs> I call him for he's 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 my superior, but uh, you know <laughs> the way we are working, he he respects my position and gives me so much uh, respect. I met him first. We are from the same class, by the way, Ganyamazan. Oh. But yeah. I only met him at national team under seventeen during the era of uh, Coach Sheikh Mashaba under seventeen boys. That was in, what, 2014. Mm. Ah, inter- interesting. A lot of you come from the era of Sheikh's Mashaba. Remember when we went to Sudan with you also, Doc? Some people thought you were a player. They couldn't believe a Doc could be so young. <laughs> you know? I know. In, in, I fa- know. in fact, uh, some were saying he's Tulane Serrero. Yes! <laughs> because of the same name as well. Yes. And I'm not even talking about the Sudanese. I'm talking about our own guys. They couldn't believe that the Doc could be this young. But Doc, we're discussing medical matters. Now, why do you think it's important that we have these conversations, especially on the radio for the listeners? Uh, 
Tani, so I, I just want to applaud the initiative uh, by your good selves uh, together with uh, Mr. Mapang. It, it has been long overdue. It is very important to educate the listeners so that they understand where, where, where the medical aspect comes from and where we are coming from, uh, when, why we are actually there, and the importance of us being there and the role that we are actually playing there. Not that uh, they see us only running into the field and they think that ah, those people, they're just running into the field. But uh, it's important for them to get an understanding in terms of what goes down behind the scenes and in terms of player preparation before the actual game and even after the game. So it's quite important and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really applauding you uh, for having such a show. This is actually going to help and this is actually going to, 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 to make us get closer to where we want to be when it comes to sports and exercise medicine in South Africa because we believe that um, we do have the expertise, we believe that we do have the right athletes, but the only missing part that we really need to emphasize more, that we need to yield more to us, is this uh, sports science aspect that is lacking behind. Because once we have sports science integrated in the technical preparation, you'll have great athletes that will be the world beaters, that will be the Olympians, Olympian gold medalists, and that will be win World Cups. And talking about sports scientists, Doc, just give us an idea. We always see people sitting on the bench. There'll be a doctor. Maybe there'll be a physio. Some teams don't even have a doctor. And you'll see the doctor of Chiefs maybe helping out a Pirates player. Okay, maybe that's not a good example of Chiefs maybe helping up a Supersport United player. But, but ideally, ideally, which medical personnel should be on the bench if, let's say, budget allows and budget approves? How many medical personnel should be on the bench? Okay. And should uh, it even be about it, budget? Should it even be about budget, actually? Well, it, it shouldn't be. If we want to have a, a, a great professional club, we should have all the medical personnel. On the bench, we should have the doctor, we should have the physio, we should have the, the physical trainer. Uh, we should also, yeah, those are the main three that we should have because we are only restricted to seven, and technical people need to also sit. But in the whole team, there's also space for a masseo, there's also space for a biokineticist, there's also uh, space for a psychologist, there's also space for a, a, nutri- a nutritionist, so, or rather a, 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 a dietitian. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is a full complement now of a medical team that we need. And we don't actually need one, one, one. At some point, we need two physios, we need two uh, masseos or three masseos. But unfortunately, it is a new concept. Almost, it's almost a new concept. It's not pretty new, but we are slowly integrating it into our, uh, into our sport. But uh, sports uh, like uh, rugby, like uh, cricket, they do have full complement. And we, we want to, we are trying slowly to have all our sporting codes having all those uh, medical personnel so that they give full support to the athletes for us to reach our desired goal. Okay, before I go to the voice notes, I believe the voice notes are coming in. Let's also welcome a conditioning coach at UJ Rugby, uh, Tokim Tsueni. Toki, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Um, welcome to all the listeners. Um, I really hope, just like Doc just said there, um, we can actually um, speak a little bit about these sometimes foreign concepts, but understanding the intricacies, how they work together and actually 
give performance at the end of the day, that it's not just guys running on, um, but actually a full set of planning and structuring and tactical stuff happens during the week to establish performance, um, like Doc would say, in terms of making sure we win at the end of the day. So as a conditioning coach, we've already found out from Tantla what he does as a physio. We know what Doc Nguenya does. As a conditioning coach, what exactly do you do, Toki? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and make it very easy for the listeners also. So, so basically, the entire periodization of programming um, runs through, through myself, obviously the physios and the coaches, where we establish loads in terms of the demands we want to put on the athletes from a strength perspective in the gym, getting them stronger, helping with injury prevention, and then from a conditioning point of view where we look at the field, the fitness levels, aerobic, anaerobic, making sure the guys can last, let's say, for rugby, for instance, 80 minutes, for football, 90 minutes plus, if there's extra time and stuff. So just really making sure um, performance can be upheld and also enhanced performance on weekly, weekly, let's say, period, based on periodization cycles, peaking at the right times. So basically just trying to establish training programs in cycle to make sure athletes peak at the right moments. Okay, thanks, Toki, for that. Let's go to the voice notes coming in on 061-4104-107. Evening, the member Tulane from Milan. Can you please uh, ask the, the guest there, on the issue of varsity football, there was games in every two days. When do you overload or do you leave it to the games to be treated as overload? And when do you do the recovery? And what were the methods that can be used to do recovery sessions for the players at a tournament like varsity football? Thanks. Tabiso. As a budding football coach, is it important for each player to say if rock jump or bands about that team, but a little bit in the pin of Gomso, the exercise or for the Ubens and light exercises in between the match, Ubens exercises as light, as heavy, and now. Thank you. guys, I hope you are well. from the South Coast. Uh, I'm a sport person. I've been in sport for quite a long time. I started from being an athlete and playing sort of different sports code. And reason why i want to be helped it's because of i am suffering from dyslexia but i feel and i know that i trust myself in a way that when it's coming to sports it's where you can find me active it's where you can find me thinking it's where where you can find me interacting with whatever surrounds me i go all in within sports so as a person who's suffering from dyslexia how could you able to help for me to find myself getting a certificate of like uh, sport management or like coaching a certain level on coaching. How could you help me with such things? 
Okay, thanks for those some 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 good questions here. Maybe let's start with the last one. Dokungonya, can can I throw this to you about dyslexia? Um, he wants to know how can he be assisted when it comes to sport. He becomes very very active. Is can dyslexia affect performance? Can it affect him in in sport? Or is the doc there? Hello, doc. Can you hear us? Okay, we're gonna get back to the doc. Uh, Tokazani, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, you am loud and clear. There was a question about conditioning in varsity football with games happening every two days. How do you condition? When do you overload or not? And what are the methods? Oh, yeah, that that's an amazing, amazing, amazing question because um, you directly just delved into what it is. Um, obviously, based on COVID, things changed a lot. And um, your normal weekly structure of playing and the rest days that you would have gotten if it was a normal set in terms of a week load and the total rest days was obviously changed based to be able to have the tournament and obviously be in a bubble format. Now, the biggest things um, that he mentioned, like uh, what I really want to hit on is the recovery. So when, when we look at when you're in tournament and you're playing consecutively, um, let's say a day after you've played and stuff, so on, on that Loading the athlete based on germ and fitness won't really help the athlete. So that's where you move more to the technical and tactical aspects. So coaches work in video sessions with the players. So athletes already have done the work with, during their pre-seasons and stuff. It's literally just fixing the errors and enhancing the, the, the critical thinking of problem solving during a game. Actually, then actually training and trying to load the athlete based on fitness and strength margin. The other thing on, on recovery is it, it's highly important. And that was one of the biggest focus points, I think, if you look at the rugby and you look at the football. Um, if, you, if you really saw the teams that before outperformed were the teams that actually recovered the best. Now, there's a lot of methods around this. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest methods that I think... Um, at this moment still can be bettered in, in, in sport, all sports and um, sport codes, is actually the mental, the mental aspect. I mean, you need athletes. Yes, we, the athletes got ice bath, ice bath. They've got compression garments. They need to eat well, good proteins. Um, but it's actually the mental aspect. Getting a player lifted after a loss or getting the player calm again after they've won to focus on another game. So um, if, if, if you look at recovery, you'll see actually the mental aspect. There's one aspect that we don't actually take too seriously sometimes, but that mm. is becoming a big, big major focus in sports. And as like you said, um, in the Boss Cup where you play regularly, it's more of mental fatigue that sets in than actually the physical fatigue. That's what I've seen in the last tournament. Okay, loud and clear that, Doki. Um I'm going to come back to you before I go back to the doc. I want to find out about muscle injuries. We're seeing a lot of muscle injuries in, in, in our league, in the PSL. Lots of hamstrings also. And I remember on Tuesday, or was it Monday, when we had Coach Mangoba Mngiti here, I was asking him about the consistency of an Andile Jali who always suffers from injuries. And he was saying that the other good thing about Andile is that there are no issues off the field. Are those aligned? And, and why do we have so many muscle injuries? Uh, Tabi, so when it comes to the muscle injuries, it, it, it's a broad uh, concept that contributes to to the 
player having those uh, injuries. Uh, in other cases, uh, the off-the-field management of a player, mm -hmm. it, it plays a role Discipline. on its own. Discipline. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> remember, one, uh, the body needs enough hydration. You need to be able to drink water, you know, regularly so that the muscles are well fed. Mm -hmm. If you have, uh, let's say, a player uh, who is very active into social life, who will be consuming uh, mm. alcohol mm. Uh, and other substances, mm. chances that that player uh, will find themselves suffering from muscle injuries are high. Because remember, alcohol uh, consume water from the body. Ah. So if the body doesn't have enough water, and then now the player is exerted into the loading uh, because of the demand of the game and all that, that player is going to suffer uh, muscle injuries. Then comes also the, the issue of uh, maybe pre-season mm -hmm. uh, in a team. Mm -hmm. How much did they prepare? Uh, the preparation for them going towards the league, mm -hmm. uh, maybe cup games and, and whatever activities that they're going to be looking at. I if they didn't prepare enough during preseason, those players are most likely to, to suffer uh, muscle injuries as they go forward with their program because now they'll be overloading and the body is not well prepared mm. uh, to can sustain you know the load that comes with the games so those are some of uh, the issues uh, that contributes in terms of the muscle injuries and then other injuries mm -hmm. one if a player has sustained an injury and that injury is not well managed uh, it has not properly healed and after the healing or maybe has healed but after the healing didn't get uh, enough rehabilitation because uh, the management uh, of the injury once it has healed there should be rehabilitation of uh, that muscle so that it gets fit to the level that the player can be able to go back and sustain the load of uh, the program Okay, that's interesting. And um, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with Dr. Tulaningwenya after this break, just to answer the one question from the voice notes. Abiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, this seems like a very popular topic. I can even see the reaction here on uh, social media. Uh, is it Kuitumetsu who's saying that uh, this is my favorite topic, sports science? So we're going to definitely then do more of this going forward. Dr. Ngwenya, we had a voice note earlier on about somebody who's, who has dyslexia and they say that they feel they come alive actually when they are taking part in sport and they want to know if maybe you would advise them to get into sports management as somebody that's suffering from dyslexia. Is it dyslexia or dyslexia? Dyslexia. Dyslexia. Oh, okay. Yes. So it, it is important that uh, first and foremost, so before we manage, it is important that we come up with a diagnosis. Mm. So my advice it is to really find out if it is really dyslexia. And uh, um, once we have achieved that, then in sports and exercise medicine, we manage, we, we, we manage as a team. 
So now, in, team, in terms of teamwork, then they, we will need a physio, we'll need o- occupational therapies to, to also assist, we'll need a biokinesis to, to, to assist, and then once we have achieved, one thing that we need to understand, it is a, it is a, it is a disorder. So it, it, it will need a collective arrangement. Once we have achieved that, then we can then slowly graduate them to, to actually coming into sports science. There's nothing that can't be achieved, mm-hmm. but we need a proper diagnosis for us to come up with a management plan. It must, it must have a proper diagnosis, and we must actually come up with the actual cause of, of dyspraxia. So, so, because there's so many causes, and they, they, there's even aggravating factors. So mm-hmm. that's where the importance of history comes in, to take proper history, to find out when it started, what makes it worse, all those things. is very, very important. So maybe, uh, Tabiso, it would be best for that person maybe to contact us directly so that we can thoroughly engage them and thoroughly look for what to, to get more information about it for us to be able to actually advise in terms of what is the best management plan. Okay. Uh, Doc, yes. if I may come in yes. uh, to, yeah. to make it simple for our listeners, uh, maybe can you just give a brief uh, description or explanation of what dyslexia is so that the listeners can understand uh, what the listener was uh, mm. talking about that I'm I'm, I'm 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 missing you you were saying doc uh, uh can you just give a, a brief uh, explanation of what is dyslexia so that the listeners can understand uh, what we're talking oh, about oh okay okay so dyslexia has to do with a uh, um perhaps just to be in, uh, to make it simple it's an issue of reflexes so, 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 so sometimes there's, there's poor coordination of reflexes when you are actually reacting. So, so that is why I'm saying we need to, we need to come up with a proper diagnosis to mm-hmm. check if it is indeed that or it's something else so that we can be able to manage that. And are there different types of dyslexia, Doc? Yes. Okay. I yes, see. that's why, that's why it, I, I'm saying it, it is a huge topic and uh, it needs thorough engagement so that we break it down and uh, for us to be able to come up with a management plan we need to go into each and every detail in each and every category and doc while we have you on the line um the chief's coach today announced that uh, sifiso Santi had stepped awkwardly in training ruptured his achilles and could be out for a couple of months in simple english what is the rupturing the achilles <laughs> So, uh, so an, an Achilles tendon is uh, that um, that like structure that connects your heel bone to your to your calf. So, so that that structure is quite important in movement of ankle. And uh, wh- wh- most of the time, when uh, when that thing is ruptured, rupture it means a torn one. It it means that it has it has it has, it's torn. Most likely, it's a complete tear. Hence, uh, hence, hence, they're saying ruptured. So when you when when you have that uh, Achilles uh, ruptured, most of the time you need surgical intervention, where you'll mm. actually have to go to theater for for them to repair you, and then you'll need proper rehabilitation. And rehabilitation must take must actually start 
immediately after the operation so that we you slowly graduate into playing again. Yeah. Again, it needs proper medical and team effort. It does not need a doctor alone. It needs a, it needs a physio, it needs a biokineticist, it needs a physical trainer, it needs a psychologist, it needs all these stakeholders because there's so much involved in towards a, a full recovery. I was about to ask, who comes in after the surgery? Is it you, Ntantla, or is it Toki with the conditioning? <laughs> no. Everyone. Uh, uh, after, after the injury, uh, we come on board as the physios uh. to, to manage you know, the, 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 the healing process. Mm. Uh, also start immediately with the rehabilitation, as Dr. Ngwenya said. Mm. And then once uh, the healing process uh, is finalized and is progressing with the rehabilitation, then only then that we we refer to the biokineticist to start with a full uh, strength of rehabilitation after the biokineticist has finished with that full uh, strength rehabilitation then only then that they send back to Doki mm. and uh, others for a return okay. to play okay Doki does Achilles rupturing Achilles have anything to do with overloading quickly Yes, um, uh, it, uh, certainly, uh, if you can learn, if you listen to what Ntantla said in terms of overloading, so sometimes an athlete is overloaded, not based on really the, the, the amount of work that was done, but the athlete not recovering well and not being able to withstand, let's say, there was, if we look at an Achilles rupture, mm. it is acute, it's fast, it's something that... Um, actually very very i think very sore i actually two weeks ago had a athlete uh, rupture oh. in achilles also in plant one oh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot talking we're gonna have to leave it there not because i'm cutting you off but i want to hear more of this we'll continue next week just time is not on our side it's been a big day with election results and coquetso is gonna dissect it after the news so we really have to go to news but thank you dr Nguenya. thank you Ntantla, for joining us and thank you also toki also look out for sport medicine africa uh, dr Nguenya and his partners there that's what they do you can also consult with them um anytime you want but we really have to leave it there because of news